You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. That's another issue with the replays of these live things is like it always takes so long to actually get going, but fine, that's fine. But for future people, um, you can always find find I, I set grolixpodcast.com slash live up uh, to an actual page on the website instead of redirecting to our live cast page. Um, so that is still a relevant link to suggest to people. It uh, of course has a link to our Twitch channel, but also has our Twitch chat and video and channel like embedded in the what in the page itself. So you don't even have to go to Twitch. You could you could interact with us on the website. Well, you have to still have a Twitch account to chat, but, you know. Right. And it's working. But we'll interact at anything, anytime. We'll interact so, and react. Live <laughs> this thing, and we just won't, we won't read. We can't read that many things. That's a lot of things to read. If you were to do all those things, I struggle. we have to focus on one. I struggle with the, just the chat. Yeah. Right. Right. I don't get the old comments in my chat what comments oh you oh, there's don't get no the... comments right now what your chat's jacked <laughs> can't read i can so read i just read that moose that said i just didn't i can't read oh, that was pretty fast oh yeah dude the delay's not too bad because that's a pretty quick reaction yeah okay good word to your moms we come to react to news that didn't rhyme yeah, we're, we're reactors. Streaming Speaking of now. reactors, there's there some actors that are going to be actors again. Oh my <laughs> in God. our news. God, I forget. That's like <laughs> that's the headline story. That was the thing. I was like, oh, that's that's the lead right there. And I totally forgot about it until <laughs> you mentioned it just now. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I did my. I did my pimpage for the day. Okay, so, yeah, pimpage. let's go ahead and get into this. Uh, I don't know. I'll speak directly to Paul. It's weird now. Paul, Paul, I, dude, Paul, I think there's probably, like, he still gets us talking at him, but he, he has no, like, uh, there's no responsibilities. <laughs> he, he doesn't have to, oh, like. Oh, don't get me wrong. Uh, yeah, the chat room is where it's at. I can see why uh, Jasper was... So fond of it. He claims that his his phone wasn't working. Right, right. It's just fun. It's just <laughs> that I that I have a feeling that was a convenient excuse more than a few times. Or not. That might actually be really make him mad, but yep. it might it might actually be technical difficulties. Yeah. Okay, so I'm arranging my thirteen thousand different windows here. Two computer monitors is still not enough. I need more. One time. <laughs> <laughs> I saw. I mean, I know Snort. I've seen. That's good podcasting. Snorts. I've seen lots of like <laughs> crazy monitor setups, but uh, God, who was it? Robert Rodriguez on one of the bonus, oh. bonus like features of uh, I think it was Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Uh, he was he basically he's converted his garage, which is like a two story 
multiple there was that was no garage never was that a garage right. but, but he converted his studio. garage into a studio production den and his just like his music setup like he had two computers to where like one over here and one back there and he'd like wheel back and forth between them but the one had like six monitors it was like three up top and three down bo- below and i'm just like i want it <laughs> <laughs> you don't think you could use six monitors. I tell you what, I, I probably could. Well, I mean, like if you're editing video, I and oh, I yeah, mean especially. editing anything, I suppose. You you see like different cuts of the same thing and you go, oh, that one. And like, yeah, exactly. And if he was doing that like music, uh, you know, you've got like your your main arrangement. You got this instrument over here that you want to tweak settings on real quick while this one's up here, like different uh, synth setups and effects dials and stuff. Um, hmm. Well, that makes sense. It's like having like a bunch of pedals. Paul for says, a guitarist. screw it, go full matrix setup. I just want jack it into my brain. Jack it right into the back of my brain. I don't know why your brain needs a jacket. Is it cold? <laughs> yes. It's chilly. Yeah. <laughs> Chilly. chilly in there. Chilly thoughts. Okay. <laughs> so cold. It's so cold. Let's get to the big news item of the day. Uh, Let's do it. A CGI. Okay. This is, I'm reading this from the uh, LA Times. It's an actual newspaper. It's like a real actual newspaper. No, it's fake. Okay. <laughs> it's Are there any real newspapers? It's a failing newspaper, I'm sure. Aren't they all? The failing. Let's just move it to Florida. (laughs) There's no Uh, taxes in Florida. Now this is this the original story. I had not heard of this till today when the backlash began. But I think this actually broke a day or two ago. But a CGI version of James Dean gets cast in new movie and sparks backlash. Of course. Um, so let me jump to like the main meat of this because of course it's going to spark backlash and, you know, I guess it depends on opinions, but that's probably not a wrong reaction to have to it. Uh, but so let me think here. People are making a movie called Finding Jack. It's a Vietnam era action drama. It's set to be released next year, 2020. And they have cast in one of the... He's not the main character, but like a side character. Uh, They have cast James Dean as this character. James Dean died in 1955. Yeah, this is... He's been dead 64 years. (laughs) Wow. So... Wow, he'd be so old. He would be so old. He'd be be older than... uh, Would he be older than Eastwood? How old is Eastwood? He's old. I'm curious about that. Let me find out. So what? Michael, uh, Paul said, no, see this, mm, this is the same argument, but I feel like this is taken to the extreme. So Paul says, uh, so what? Michael Jackson and Tupac still show up at concerts. Agree. But like, this is taking that, that same thing to the extreme. But first, Clint, Clint Eastwood age. 89. He was born 80. in 1930. Oh. See, he's old. He's so old. And James so, Dean. It's pretty close, though. That's I, pretty close. 20s. It was going to be really almost the same. You 31. Know, like, yeah. Uh, 1931, he was born in uh, James Dean. So Eastwood would be a year, is, well, was a year older 
and is many years older now. I don't know how it works for people to die. <laughs> I don't know what happens yeah, when yeah, you yeah. die. That works. <laughs> Do you still <laughs> age? Yeah. He's still alive, so I mean, yeah, I guess he's older. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, I'm older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in a sense, yeah. Anyway, obviously what they're going to do, they're going to CGI James Dean in the role of this this character of this movie, um, and then they're going to have a voice actor do his voice. Oh, man, that really muddies the water. So is that what they did with... Okay, so... Uh... Moose is, is bringing up uh, Princess Leia and Tarkin. Um, is that what they did with... Uh, is that what they did with... Oh, God, his name is escaping me. Cushing. Is that what they did with Cushing? Is they just uh, got a voice... They didn't get a voice actor. Didn't they, like, CGI his voice? Uh, I mean... Like, who gets credit for this? That's Somebody gets credit for possible, it, Possible. Right? But I, I feel like they probably still got a voice actor. Maybe they did. I don't know. I, maybe not. But it's oddly enough, like the voice stuff is still like they're getting there. They're getting there. But fake I, stuff for. Yeah. For in terms of like s- synthesizing uh, a representation of this person, CGI, like the visual aspect, I feel is farther along. But mm-hmm. oh, OK, he said Possibly with clips. I mean, I'm an audio editor. I should know. You can cut new things out of existing audio. That's that's for sure. So maybe that is what they did. Um, the, well, the problem is in the future, no actors needed, Paul says. But the problem is, like, you're going to get tired of that base pool of actors they keep using <laughs> eventually. Right. Yeah. I guess they'll just start using new CGI-designed people like, you know, any other medium that's not based on... F- video or photographs of people. So, I mean, like this, so does this get added to James Dean's IMDB page? I mean, like this is where, and I think the Michael Jackson, Tupac thing is still, it's still applicable, but applicable, but this is where it gets weird because like in terms of being able to do that, like princess Leia, uh, Carrie Fisher, a little bit different, like, I'm pretty sure she was probably signed on for these movies. Um, so right. when somebody's like, and that's a fictional character, like that's a pre-existing fictional character. That's true. That does kind of make a little bit of, of a difference. I feel like it's weirder with Tarkin, but uh, again, it is an, a character, yeah. a fictional yeah. character that they're basing it on that this character, that this actor played. Um, this is not an actor that it's not like they're doing a sequel to a James Dean movie. This is, they're just recast right. James Dean in this new role but that's where I feel like these things get really weird. It's like that Bruce went it they've come quite a ways from since then, but when they did that Bruce Lee CGI commercial, it was for like some alcohol or something, people got upset and it's like mostly because Bruce Lee had no say in that. What if Bruce Lee doesn't yeah. want his likeness used for I realize after he's dead he doesn't own the rights to his likeness anymore. It goes on to his family or whoever and they can do with it what they will and that's the case here like james dean's family signed off on this um Hmm. but james dean had no say in this like so should it appear on his imdb he really had no part in this uh it's essentially i don't know it's kind of remix culture type situation to where the original artist didn't have any like say in it they just recreated him from 
existing material and used them in a totally different way. Right. Well, and like with the Tupac thing, it's like um, I think in in that situation, didn't they usually didn't they use like pre-existing performance? I mean, I, where it gets muddy is is Michael Jackson. He put out they put out that posthumous um, album where a bunch of producers that Michael had worked with in the past. Um, they finished the tracks, so they, they there's that one posthumous album of of all actual stuff from Michael's vault, or at least Sony's vault, or somebody's vault. And then, but then they did a performance. They did a hologram performance of Michael to that song, which he clearly never performed. Oh, okay, I see. No, and well, so like that's where it's that's where it gets to be like that. You know, it's like okay, well. He did, but he didn't put on this performance. They kind of cast him in a hologram performance of something he never actually performed. No, yeah. I mean, that's kind of like you bring Tupac back in hologram form to perform one of his rap verses in a rap song. I get it. If you brought Tupac right. back in hologram form to sing the chorus in a country western song, like would he be into that? I don't know, probably not. And so that does feel like it makes a little bit of a difference. And in this case, it's like, would James Dean want to be in this movie? There's no way of knowing. Like you, you can't tell. Right. You don't know. Um, and that's where it becomes weird, where it's using a person's likeness in a way that they would have no say over. But then I guess. And if- Feels like somebody should get credit for playing James Dean, but that's not the draw here. The draw here is not whoever's playing James Dean. The the draw here is that it's supposed to be James Dean. I think the using the wording casting James Dean as this in this role really is what makes it super weird. Right. Because, and maybe he wouldn't care. Whatever. He's he's been dead almost you know seventy years. So. Right. But. That's where it's weird because a, how are they? He's gonna, as old as Clint Eastwood. <laughs> how are they going to credit him? Is it going to be like James Dean as this character, or I feel the more appropriate way would be the likeness of James Dean and this voice actor as this character? Like, but they're not going to do that. James Dean, the computer, and so and so the voice actor, and so and so the body capture. <laughs> uh. Paul says, just wait for the Duke to make a comeback. And then he also says, live action zombies. <laughs> kind of. Except, I mean, it's live action in the way that the new Lion King was live action. As in, it's not none of it's live action, but whatever. <laughs> I, I mean, th- this thing, it's like, they've done stuff similar to this, but it's always in smaller bits where there are, um, what is it? Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. I can't remember what actor it was, but they used Yes, they are. They're coming to They're coming to get me. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Um, Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow used the likeness of an actor that, you know, whatever, the movie studio had the rights to the movie, so they lifted the, this and they they did some trickery to use his the actor's voice, so I guess yeah, that's probably is how they do this James Dean thing. Um, but it sparked a little bit of this debate, but it was such like a, it was basically a floating head type, you know, hologram type deal. So it wasn't where 
Oh, like Marlon Brando when they used him in the Donner cut of uh, Superman Two. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It just it just gets weird. It gets really weird in a situation where it's 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 not like what I find odd about it isn't that isn't the thing of like it's disrespectful to the dead. It's like, well, my whole thing is like, is this what they would want though? Like you're using right. something like their likeness, which is the, like the only thing left of them <laughs> in yeah. this way that like they would have had no say. But then again, you could be really dark about it and be like, well, they're dead. It doesn't matter. Maybe you're right, but you don't want people <laughs> molesting your corpse. I'm assuming. So it probably <laughs> does matter a little bit. <laughs> right. Right. Well, and, uh, like James Dean, like he's known, uh, for a pretty perfect body of work encapsulating what he did because he died so young. Um, so what if this movie is awful, just bombs? That's the like, thing. Like it doesn't help out the legacy necessarily. Here's some, <laughs> uh, first off, hold on. Let me see who's. I'm curious as to what these people have done other than this movie coming up. Are they also the producers of Mandy? No, you're trying to segue us. Don't do it yet. No, no, no. no. I mean, we don't have to, but I'm just like. I do want to get I'm there, sold. though. Did you watch that trailer? I did. I Dude, did. it looks yeah. pretty sweet. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't have too much more. Um, Finding Jack. The director's only ever done shorts. I like shorts. They're just like pants, only shorter. Shorts. He's written... Oh, that doesn't bode well at all. Ooh. Okay, well, that's weird. Whatever. I mean, it's fine. Uh, the only other thing I really wanted to hit on is this this quote uh, from, I believe... It's one of oh, the- is right? Captain America and... Uh- and Frodo had things to say, didn't they? Well, first I wanted to get to the quote from, uh, I believe, the director of the movie, Anton Ernst. Ernst. Anton Ernst. Sorry. Anton. I'll just wait till 70 years after you're dead, and then I could use your name however I want. <laughs> however I want. And maybe I'll say your name wrong using your face. Using your likeness. No, okay. <laughs> Close your family's okay with it this is what he called this is what he told the uh what the hollywood reporter i guess quote we searched high and low for the perfect character to portray to portray the role of rogan which has some extreme complex character arcs and after months of research we decided on james dean first off james dean wasn't a how does joe james how does dean... joe rogan feel about this? <laughs> james dean yeah <laughs> James Dean wasn't a character, though. He he was a person. Search high and low for the perfect character to portray the role of... It's, that's yeah. a weird term. Whatever. Um, semantics. But uh, there was no one alive on Earth that you could possibly cast in this. What it sounds like is like the idea of doing this came first. And then they're like, okay, who do we do this with? Who can we get? I mean, James James Dean's <laughs> a good we, get. If you're going to resurrect somebody, good. why not? But it's, James Franco? Isn't James Franco basically a long-haired James Dean? He practically is James Dean. Right. Don't, don't tell me he's not going to do your movie. Right. Dude's got 
standards, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, people, people, of course, were upset. Uh, this article cites specifically Chris Evans and Elijah Wood. They said, uh, Evans said, this is all, Twitter, all news comes from Twitter, by the way. Because this is, like every news article on Earth now, political, entertainment, it doesn't matter. It all, you've got story, 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 and then here's Twitter, and it's just a string of tweets. So here's Twitter. Uh, Chris Evans, I'm sure he'd be thrilled. I roll the emoji. I hate doing the news anymore. Okay. <laughs> this is awful. Maybe we can get a computer to paint us a new Picasso. Probably. Or write a couple yeah, new John Lennon tunes. Yeah, probably. The complete lack of understanding here is shameful. Uh, Elisha Wood just said, nope, this shouldn't be a thing. Yeah, One does not simply walk into East of Eden. <laughs> oh, that was Sean Bean. Never mind. That was his character. Uh, somebody said, resurrect James Dean with CGI and ask him what he thinks about Marvel. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> Who would he play? I don't know. Ant-Man. <laughs> James Dean is Ant-Man. Can you imagine? No. I can't. No. Not really. It's such a... I, I don't know. This just kind of blindsided me because it, we, we all know... <laughs> See, I'm sorry. Like, we chat and I still can't pay attention to it. There's one chat and I just, oh, yeah. anyway, six feet low, six feet low. Cause it's six feet under. It's, that's a, that's a joke. <laughs> All right. Well, no, this story just kind of blindsided me. And of course, you know, I, I think everybody knew it was coming. They've, we've had this debate for years and then like Disney doing it with the star Wars people's like, Right. I'm I'm so curious as to how like is it going to be good? Cuz I know like Star Wars, Disney's got tons of money. They threw tons of money at those CGI uh Tarkin and uh Carrie Fisher and and uh they looked okay. It was mixed results. Like like Tarkin looked pretty good, but um for as as short of a a shot as a uh, young Carrie Fisher got, it it was less convincing, I thought. The problem comes down to like, they feel like we could do these things. So let's, like, they need restraint. Be subtle. Just yeah. keep the camera back. Don't get up in their grill. They feel like they have to show it off. Like, we recreated this person who's dead with CGI. Let's get, let's see the pores on their skin. It's like, no, that's when it falls apart. Keep it back. Right. You know, how you're filming everyone else in the scene. You don't have to get up in their grill. That's when it right. looks bad. Um, it's like when bullet when bullet time was a thing in the Matrix, and now everything has bullet time. I mean, going, like you can't use bullet time anymore. It's such a trope. I think that that first, like, what do they call it? The burly brawl in Matrix Reloaded is a good example. The Matrix, crazy over the top effects, but you know it's pretty amazing, groundbreaking at the time. The Matrix, mm -hmm. the Matrix Two, come around and they're just like CGI everything. And it's, right. that's when it starts to fall apart. It's like you get a little little restraint. Pull it back. Pull it back. <sighs> hey, Carrie Fisher will only have eight minutes in Rise of the Sky, uh, the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I, I I only uh, really included this because it's kind of I knew it tie into this story a little bit. Um, yeah. But that's eight minutes of her like actual footage that they had shot. Right. 
And apparently they went through and analyzed and looked at every frame and uh, all the dialogue and figured out how they could work it all into this last, you know, into the Rise of Skywalker, um, even though they didn't really have the story when they... Oh, yeah. Like the story's changed. Yeah, I had read some other clickbaity headline that said something to the effect that um, Carrie Fisher, that Princess Leia, was supposed to be the last Jedi or something. Yep. So, slightly... Okay, slightly spoilery, maybe. So, I'm getting this from comingsoon.net, and apparently Carrie Fisher's brother, Todd Fisher, had told Yahoo Movies... Uh, the truth is that J.J. Abrams was a great friend with Carrie. Abrams had an extraordinary sense of love for her. They had eight minutes of footage. They grabbed every frame and analyzed it and then reverse engineered it and got it into the story the right way. It's kind of magical, end quote. Um, and then also said she was, oh yeah, no, basically what you were saying. She's going to be the big payoff in the final film. She was going to be the last Jedi, so to speak. That's cool, right? And that then I had read something else somewhere about No, maybe that was it and I just misunderstood the first time I read it, but so are they not going to do any CGI trickery? They're just going to use the 8 minutes that they got. You think? I guess so. I mean, Paul says eight, only 8 or... minutes they could have done more. I mean, <laughs> she died, but I guess that that doesn't matter. You're right. They could have done more. <laughs> you know who they you know who they could have Got Only eight more her. movies worth of Carrie Fisher. <laughs> they could have got James Dean Talk to, to play her. <laughs> Resurrect James Dean to play the resurrected <laughs> version of Carrie Fisher. Yes, yeah. I mean, it's it just. I don't know who else you could get. <laughs> <laughs> Likeness rights is a weird thing because this is kind of something I've thought about. Vincent Price is awesome, and he was in a right. lot of older movies, several of which that have slipped into public domain for one reason or another. Not because they're that old, but just because, whatever, film rights slipped through the cracks on some movies. Right. Especially you, with horror. Can you just, like, snip his face out of that footage and use it in a thing? Because that yeah, footage is public domain. Uh, yeah, I don't know how that works works can you do that so long as you're not like vincent price is starring in this movie but you can use the footage from it i I don't know how that works is it just the story that's no it wouldn't just be the story i don't know because i Hmm. feel like the um the last man on earth i could be wrong but i feel like that movie is in the public domain when that's what I was just, I was actually thinking of that one in particular. And it's like, well, then is, so is I Am Legend technically public domain then? Or is it just that movie that happens to be public domain because it's got a slightly different title? But it it's notably based on I Am Legend. Yeah. Like, could you? I mean, can you cl- can you remake The Last Man on Earth and claim it as public domain? I feel like you couldn't. I, I I think it comes down like even like look at music rights, even old song older songs that fall into the public domain. There are still like two or three different levels of 
uh, rights and ownership that you got to look at. Like a song might be in public domain, but if it was com- like uh, arranged, the arrangement might not be. If it was mm-hmm. arranged a certain right. way, um, the sound right. recording of it isn't necessarily in public domain. So, like if the Philharmonic does a Beethoven, they suddenly have a new copyright. Like, yeah, you can't be like, well, this is Beethoven. I'm just going to take that recording and play it in a thing. Like, that, it doesn't work right. that way. Or if they're like, this is Beethoven, but the composer, like, you know, there's a few tweaks here and there. You can't copy those tweaks and be like, it's the same. It's just, it's all public domain. Um, Paul wants, uh, if they're going to bring back actors, he wants more Lugosi and Lon, Lon Chaney. Let's... That's what that's what Universal should have done with their with their dark universe. Oh yeah, yeah, just with CGI, their, their all the classic cinematic universe. Yeah, yeah. Just, just remake, just remake all the Universal monster movies in CGI. Don't change anything. Just speed it up by forty percent. Tom Cruise, change him. <laughs> put him, put him <laughs> in him all taller. of it. Make, make him, him taller. <laughs> He'd like that though. He'd like that. He probably. No, he. <laughs> Like you could CGI me, you could CGI my performance, but if there's any stunts, I'm doing them. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Tom, t- Tom, this is an animated feature now. Are there stunts? I want to click to the face of Mount Rushmore. <laughs> this, that's not in the original movie. It is now. I don't care. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise's greatest hits. <laughs> wow, you almost killed me with that one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I Woo! know my Tom Cruise steep cuts right there. It's some risky business. <sighs> What's happening? <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know what else is risky business? Anything with Nicolas Cage, maybe. That's true. It is risky. And Lovecraft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's real, real risky right there. Especially when you add in a little bit of outer space colors, right? It's all very pink, but but <laughs> it's not pink because it's a Lovecraft story, so it's pink or some color I can't describe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Not like the Aerosmith song. More like death. <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah, so color out of space is what we're talking. It is definitely a fuchsia, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's yeah. a purpley pink. Um, color out of space is what we're talking about. This is a trailer. I this the trailer dropped a, maybe yesterday, but I heard about it on Twitter just the other day. Um, and it is based on uh, the H.P. Lovecraft story. It stars Nicolas Cage. Which is amazing because I'm, I'm all for <laughs> cage. cage, dude. I can't. Oh, I'll come around to Nicolas Cage if we keep getting horror movie Nicolas Cage. I'm all about it. When for it real. was action movie Nicolas Cage, I'm not interested. Horror movie even, Nicolas Cage, even animated voice actor Nicolas Cage is is pretty great lately because That's you true. get more Spider Man and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Teen Titans Go to the movies Superman. Extreme facial expressions for everyone, Moose says. It's kind of like, I don't know if you ever see those videos where people do the like the game videos. They're like, it's like Resident Evil 2 with the facial expressions at 5,000% where they like, I don't know, they mod it or they tweak it. So like 
everything's super exaggerated and it makes these horrifying deformed smiles on everybody. That's just Nicolas Cage at like 0%. <laughs> right. yeah. He's always at 5,000%. Uh, also interesting because this is written and directed by Richard Stanley, who is a guy who is a, a director who's not been doing work for a long time. I don't know what happened to him, but he did a movie called Hardware, like a sci-fi horror movie. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Um, Island of Dr. Moreau was the one that I, I looked at the list and I was oh, like, oh, yeah. He did that. Well, now that movie was trippy too. I mean, obviously source material is trippy, but it's like, no, I really need uh, Marlon Brando in his weird phase to come out of retirement and do this movie. (laughs) That, wow, that was, that was kind of the movie that stopped him. He did a bunch of, since, so he was uncredited because he was the first director on that movie. He got fired. There's actually a, like kind of a bunch. Uh, okay. I think there's a documentary about it, but it's kind of a fascinating whole like scandalous story just about all the goings on. But uh, since then, he's done for the most part some shorts and a bunch of documentaries. Um, and so this looks to be the first feature other than documentaries that he's done since since then. So I, huh. I maybe he maybe dude maybe he got put in director jail. He was blacklisted for a while. I don't know. Um, he also did the, he also did dust devil, which is kind of a weird, uh, I believe it's a weird sci-fi horror type thing. Um, but hardware and dust devil, if I, oh yeah, dust devil is what I thought it was, are interesting and weird and kind of, and kind of cool. And those are the movies that I think of when I hear Richard Stanley. Um, but yeah, Nicolas Cage, the trailer looked good. What'd you think of the trailer? Yeah, it looks trippy. I mean, it, it's a suitable. Um, is this the first movie he's done since Mandy? No, he like starring role, or has he been oh, working oh. pretty regularly? Man, Nicolas Cage is always doing stuff. Let me look though. Let me yeah. look. I know he does a lot of like voice work. I mean, you'd just be like, oh, there's Nicolas Cage again. Dude, he's got one, two. Oh, he's yeah, he's doing a lot of voice work. He's got like five movies in. Pre or post production. I wouldn't right guess that. Wouldn't have guessed that at all. Uh, Nicholas Cage, dude. Nicholas yeah. Cage works, and you're right. He does a lot of voice work. But um, in 2019, there's one, two, three, four, five, six movies <laughs> listed for him. <laughs> dude Jeez. works. Yeah. yeah, he he does quite a bit. Like he pops up in stuff that I've just never even heard of. Uh, he's right. kind of gone the Actually, looking through his IMDb, as soon as it hit like the 2000s, I guess the mid 2000s is really when he started working like multiple movies every year. Right. Interesting. Right. It seemed like he would just take anything for a while there. And it was like, okay, if he's in it, it's probably bad. And then it like flipped again. And suddenly it was like he was taking really bizarre stuff. I'm still baffled by that. When he became the action star, maybe that started with a like Con Air. It probably did. Um, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Con Air is the one that really launched it, and then he just kept going with it. And then he was like Face Off, and oh no, that's exactly things. it. The Rock was it? The Rock? Which came first, The Rock or Con Air? The Rock. Uh, Paul says Con Air to National Treasure. Yeah, The Rock in '96. Con Air and Face Off in 97, uh, 
the late nineties, he had a bunch of big hits that weren't all necessarily action movies, but like, you know, city of angels was a pretty big hit. Uh, Snake eyes was famously not a big hit. Um, seconds gone in 60 seconds. Uh, and then you get into the weird period of like national treasure, Lord of war, uh, the couple of odd ones, matchstick men and the weatherman, uh, the wicker man. He was in one of the grindhouse segments, one of the fake trailers. Wow. Okay. Oh, see. Yeah, he was in us in the awesome Werewolf dude. Women of the SS, uncredited as Fu Manchu. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Uh, anyway, baffling this guy is. Um. Okay. Yeah, I don't really have much more to say about the trailer, but I thought it was interesting. Uh, Paul says a very weird version of Wicker Man. It, it, yes. Yes, it was. Uh, Jesse, okay, so you've, based on, most I won't lie, most of these stories aren't that fascinating, uh, based on the headlines, which one do you think we should tackle next? Uh, let's talk about um, this AMC one. I mean, I- there's not much to say about it, but it's interesting because... Uh, AMC theaters say that movie attendance is actually yeah. up in 2019. Um, I mean, that that is both surprising and not surprising because it seems like there's been a handful of movies, but they've they've really brought people out in droves. Uh, the thing that, that also makes it interesting to me is that, um, what was it? Last year seemed to be the demise, the slow, painful demise of uh, movie pass. And then AMC swooped in with their new thing. And so I wonder if that has anything to do with their uptick in um, in attendance. Well, this article from CinemaBlend.com, AMC theaters say movie attendance is actually up in 2019. They say that's one thing that seemingly may help contribute to it or at least helps to drive attendance to uh, AMC theaters. It's interesting that that succeeded – and movie pass fall, fell hard. Like when they no, fell, I mean, man. It's because of the network thing. Because when it worked for me, I loved it. But then it just like once it started faltering, it was it was all done. It was all over. I think I was able to use it twice once it started messing up. I feel like, and of course, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but oh, <laughs> Paul. You drop f bombs and the auto mod's gonna gonna try to reject your comment. I'll let it pass this time. Oh, ad permitted term. Well, maybe I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> oh, did you did you allow it? I, I just wanted to like, like allow for the forever. Comment. I could ever. I can change it. I'll change it later. Can I? Whatever. I'll figure it out. So Twitch, dude. Twitch is still so new to me. Like, there's so much I don't I don't know how to do. Um. But he says, could it be because AMC and Disney own every auto mod censored thing? <laughs> Can't I just do that? Have it just censor the F bomb in there? Oh, well. Um, but, oh, I was saying, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but it there were some bad decisions on behalf of MoviePass, but I feel like. I feel like it fell apart for them in a way that they just couldn't salvage, not necessarily like malicious steps they took. Like, I feel like the system, yeah. they probably got boned just like their customers did. 
right? If, uh, I feel bad for him because it w- it is a great idea and and it is going to make AMC a lot of money. And they built it. I mean, it's it's essentially their idea. They figured out how to do it. Um, they just didn't figure it out well enough because it ultimately collapsed in on itself. Um, but yeah, in case you guys are wondering, you're not, but in case you are, uh, according to third quarter earnings report, AMC reported a loss. Oh, wait, no, I'm jumping too far ahead. For the third quarter of the company's fiscal year. So basically, attendance rose... In the U.S., attendance rose to 61.7 million patrons, up from 58.9 million the previous year. For, was it that quarter? The third quarter, maybe? Um, And the international market grew a little bit as well, up to 26 million uh, versus the 23.7 million. So, you know, whatever. It's some growth. It's really mainly notable because for years and years, it's been attendance has been down like consistently movie right. theater attendance is just slowly decreased. The interesting thing for me is I've gone to less movies this year probably than I have in the last three years. Yeah. Like for me, it's the opposite. Like I'm not going to more. Yeah. Same here. I don't know. I feel like there were definitely not to say like this single hand. It's not that Marvel wins everything, but like, there were a few big tentpole movies that hit this year, like mm-hmm. like Endgame, to where, or yeah, to where like they they've been building up towards that for a long time, so that probably helps. You know, the problem is that. Well, then Tarantino came out with a new movie. New I mean, Tarantino. that was one that a lot of people were going to go see. Um, what Joker, else? Joker ah. movie. I don't know if that's counted. I, oh yeah. I feel like we're probably in the fourth quarter now, but. Like the Joker movie is doing amazingly well, and that still kind of surprises me because I'm honestly not hearing much about it, but it's, I guess, great and making all the money. <laughs> it's making all the money. Right. But like when Deadpool came out and made all the money, and they're like, rated R, rated R comic book movie, it's breaking records, like it's amazing. You heard about Deadpool, and maybe it's marketing. Like Joker, they're like, we don't have to do marketing, it's doing itself. <laughs> But like right. D- Deadpool, I heard about everywhere. Joker, like you, there was a lot of hype building up. It came out, and then I heard like nothing. But it still does well. It has been doing extremely well. So I guess that's off topic. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I mean, no. Have you seen it yet? I haven't. I haven't. No, and that's the weird thing is we were all in on the trailers. Like yep. we reacted to all the trailers and everything, and then it came out and. No, yeah, I was hyped about it. Okay, uh, Paul, sorry, catching up on uh, catching up on messages here. Movie Pass suffered the curse of the Wii. Set up a good system. Someone else perfected it. The Wii, really? the the Wii The Wii did gangbusters for Nintendo, though. Um, yeah. Uh, but he also says Joker is really effing good, and he said effing so that the auto mod didn't catch it <laughs> good <laughs> well, call played. played well done sir um our one chatter <laughs> where, where y'all at 
It's not a live show until Randy's begging for people to join the chat. Yeah, yeah, Where'd there we you go? go? We've checked the box. We've now talked about Marvel movies, and we've got to beg the chats. I've made puns. What are we missing? I need to complain <laughs> about live guests. <laughs> That's oh, yeah, become a yeah. staple, too. Well, here's the thing. Uh, Livecast would have crashed on crashed on us 30 minutes ago. We're streaming HD video. It's been an hour. Perfect. Perfectly fine. This is this went better than a call with Trump. It's perfect. <laughs> there, and we got our little Trump jab. So there we go. We got it all in. We've been dancing around Boxes it. Boxes checked. Just boom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um FX shows to stream exclusively on Hulu. I guess that's not a big surprise. It's all owned by Disney, including Hulu and Fox for the most part. But yeah, they have a deal, including some new FX shows that will um, premiere exclusively on Hulu. So that's basically, I mean, the thing like, the article from IndieWire.com is like, FX programming is officially coming to Hulu with the blessing of Disney, their shared parent company, the basic cable network, and streaming Titan have blah 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 blah. That's yeah. Disney's like yeah. Go to go to Hulu, which is part of Disney Plus now. So <laughs> it benefits right. them because if you get Disney Plus, you'll get Hulu as well. If I remember oh, correctly, really? I think so. Yeah, I'd also heard that you can just like add Disney Plus to Hulu. Like it, it works both ways somehow. I don't know. Maybe that's different. Maybe if that's it, changed. If it costs the same or close, why would you not get Disney Plus? Right. If it's has Hulu combined with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Just Paul, Paul points out. To add it. Does it finally? Paul says Disney Plus drops next week. Good. Yeah. What was it? Yeah, yeah. A week, like a week from today, I think. I think, it, I think it drops on the 14th. TV coma, here I come. Oh, I'm wrong. 12th. 12th. Well, see, I mean, I say, so I say good. While Meanwhile, Netflix executives are probably, like, readying themselves at the windowsill to jump. But <laughs> I'm just tired of hearing about it. Like, just come out. Just come out and be done with it. Yeah, be, yeah. be out there. Yeah, here I am talking about I'm it. Curious, I'm curious how it's going to work in terms of, like... Um, like the way that Netflix kind of is established and they can just roll out new things, roll out new things, roll out new things. They've announced like a huge slate of things for Disney Plus. Are they going to roll these things out gradually or are they just going to drop it all on us? I would I mean, I'm assuming they'll drop a bunch of things, but did you see that Twitter thread they did? Um it's basically look how big our packages uh <laughs> they started a Twitter thread and kept adding comments to there, you know, because you, you keep adding more to your to a tweet. And mm, it, yes. each one was a picture and just like a new sh- or a show that they're adding, you know, a right. lot of old shows, you know, cartoons and different stuff from everyone's childhoods because they own everyone's childhoods. Um, and I imagine that will just be available. Like you'll just yeah. get access to an archive there. And it was like hundreds long. It just kept going and going and going. It's insane. Who had to do that for him? That poor guy or girl. <laughs> poor intern. <laughs> had to put together all these images. And, oh, God. They were probably paying to do it. It wasn't even like an internship. We were like, no, I'll pay you to let me do your Twitter. <laughs> no, 
right? It's somebody. It's a poor. It's a poor guy on uh, Fiverr or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Wouldn't yeah. that be some crap? Disney, Disney's and they're Disney so owns Fiverr, and they're like, "You're paying us now." <laughs> <laughs> yep. We own Fiverr now. <laughs> but if you pay if you pay to do our Twitter, we'll let you into the parks. <laughs> <laughs> and that'd somehow be a deal. Paul says new shows will air weekly, otherwise, yeah, it's supposed to be chunks of content. Uh, yeah, I think the streaming and Netflix is gonna follow suit. I mean, they they've already experimented with this. They're I think they're all gonna follow suit. They're gonna stop binge they're gonna not stop the binge watching trend, but it's it's gonna go back to releasing a new episode every week. Because see, of, I like how YouTube's doing it with Cobra Kai. Like, if behind the paywall, you can get the whole season. Uh, but now they're releasing, you know, like, yeah, because I got to get a Cobra Kai. There, I checked the last check box. box. I, yep. I didn't mention a Cobra Kai thing. Now I did. Uh, so yeah. So now, finally, season two is out for the people for free. If if you wa- yeah, you're watching it with ads, unless you paid. If you paid, you had access to the whole season and no ads. Which, uh, you know, I think that's kind of all right. <laughs> no, of course they're not going to give Parker not for free, cheaper. <laughs> it's a discount because you're already paying a part of it. Um, Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye was originally going to get his own MCU movie. Yeah, this. I mean, I threw this in there because it seemed like a Grawlixy story to do as a as a bonus. Yes, yes, they've got to keep the pun strong. Go. <laughs> the p- p- pun, <laughs> pun game infinity puns okay <laughs> what uh, oh the timing gem i must say like i don't know i'm sure if he is like chimed in on this uh he's not gonna say anything bad about the company that owns him oh no <laughs> but uh does he have a tv show coming up is yeah he, is on the Disney Plus model now. Well, that's exactly it. Like originally, because now that we're actually getting a Black Widow movie, all the original Avengers would have had their own movies, including Hawkeye. And then they decided, yeah, let's uh, we're going to turn that into a Hawkeye's going to get his own series. He's not going to get a movie. But he was like, they had a deal in place for a Hawkeye movie. So right. Jer- Jeremy Renner was down for a Hawkeye movie, and then at some point they're like. Disney Plus show, and so, uh, well, Feige. This is according to CinemaBlend.com. Feige said he totally got it and said, "Let's do it." What else is he gonna say? You're right. F you, buddy. Um, <laughs> and I don't know if this article goes into it. I seen another article who, and the only thing I saw was just a quote that Feige said he was nervous when he, uh, you know, about Renner's reaction when he approached him about. It. It's like, yeah, dude. I'm sure at some point. And maybe not. Maybe he's like, yeah, series, that's good. Let's do that. The longer-term job, I don't know how it works. Probably not. It's probably lower pay. But I'm sure Renner was not thrilled to learn. It's like, oh, yeah, that big Marvel movie that I was going to be the, the lead in. Oh, it's it's a it's a TV show on your new streaming service now, huh? Okay. Right. right. What, kind of, what kind of budget and paycheck do I get out of it? What kind of budget this show got? What kind of paycheck do I get out of it? Maybe he doesn't Would care. That, it- but would that be like, um, I wonder how that changes their contracts, you know, like, cause if you're contracted to do films, 
then this wouldn't count, would it? I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't think so. I think it'd be a new. I'm sure they could change the terms, like renegotiate new terms, oh, yeah, change yeah. the deal. And since it's Disney, they're they're probably just like whatever. Well, here's a couple hundred thousand dollars because we changed the deal. I'm, right. I, I I have no idea well, that how sense. that works behind the scenes, but I'd be kind of fascinated to know though, because right. you you know like, and not to be rude, but Renner's not one of the top tier guys in, in the Marvel fan franchise. In fact, like if you think about it. Him and, of course, I know the Hulk situation is different. Like, that's tied up in different stuff. But right. Renner and this specific version of the Hulk, what's his name? Um, Ruffalo. Ruffalo Hulk. Those two actors specifically not getting leads in their own spinoff movies kind of makes sense because they're the two. I mean, Ruffalo. Most co-star Avengers of all time. Right. Yeah. They're. Yeah. They're. <laughs> When Avengers came out and those two were in it, and I like them, I like them both, but they both are like, oh, like we got a whole bunch of movie stars and then the TV stars. Like they seem like the TV guys, right? <laughs> yeah. Is... It's like, no, so it's like West Coast Avengers, but it's like co star Avengers. <laughs> That's a new team. Co star Avengers starring Paul Rudd as Ant Man, starring Mark Ruffalo as Hulk with one arm. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Starring Hawkeye, who can miss, I guess. Occasionally. Yep. I mean, he misses out on uh, hit roles in his own movie. That's the role in his own movies is one thing he didn't hit. Okay. Um, <laughs> they lame will... ducks. Is, uh, Paul says it's lame ducks is what I'm aiming for. No, that would be, uh, that would be the co-stars in the Howard the Duck show that will be going to Hulu that uh, Kevin Smith is helping produce. That's what the lame ducks would be. Oh, yeah. Paul says maybe depending on the lawsuit between him and his ex. I mean, that's the kind of story we usually don't get into. But, yeah, obviously he's having dramas, issues. So it happens. <laughs> maybe if they give him his own TV show, he wouldn't threaten to kill people in himself. <laughs> he would find you. Feige, maybe you were right to be nervous when you told him he wasn't going to get a movie anymore. Ooh, backing off now. What else we got? <laughs> Dude, that's super uh, rude. Uh, that's super rude. Jurassic World 3! Jurassic World 3, quick! Abort! This is such a non-story, too. Jurassic, Jurassic World 3 will bring back two more familiar faces. Because in addition to the classics, like Jeff Goldblum, Laura Dern, and Sam Neill, who I am actually amazed that they're bringing back all three of these people. Um, there's going to be two more familiar faces. from Gee, I wonder who's left. Could it be the kids? Nope. No. God, it should be, right? Right. They're like the only ones. Uh, no. It's, yeah. it's people from the second Jurassic World movie. It's like, who cares? Nobody's seen that. Jeez, oh, jeez. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that. I, I haven't. I have not. I didn't hear good it's things. The Jeep. Didn't the Jeep come back for the first one? It did. It was a big plot point that they come across the original Jeeps. <laughs> That's how ridiculous <laughs> these movies are. Oh, it's the Jeep again. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Well, I guess that counts as a familiar face, though. If if people from the second movie count as familiar face, 
this, let's hey, uh, here's here's the new segment part of our new segment. We're gonna react at the reboot. <laughs> oh boy. Because I was on a huge kick for a couple weeks. It's like I'm just tired of hearing about reboots. But these are, again, these are not super exciting. This one is a little strange to me because the show is not really all that old. But there's a possible Weeds revival on the way. Yeah. Huh. Um, I never finished Weeds. We watched it for several seasons and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Once they moved out of the suburban area, though, I was kind of like, it kind of lost some of the quirk or the appeal to me. But um, right, but the little little boxes on the, the man, yeah, that show was pretty cool. Uh, but apparently there might be a a, a a revival that weeds 1.0. Is that really what they're calling it? No, that's probably just what they're referencing it in this vulture.com oh. article. But it would pick up ten years, pick up with the Bot Botwin family ten years after the events of the original run. Oh God, weeds is that old though, isn't it? Or am yeah. I just that old? Not not as old as James Dean, but old. Nope. I mean, they don't have to CGI. CGI. No. Uh, what's her name? Mary Louise. Parker. None of the weeds. None of the weeds are actual weeds anymore. Because all the weeds died. It's just just cartoon weeds now. <laughs> cartoon weeds would be interesting. <laughs> Paul. Paul put uh, weeds rehashed. Dude, oh my god. That's actually really good. Aww. If they don't they ooh, they kind of need to. If they don't call it that. They really they sh- they should uh at least utilize that hashtag. I mean, come on. Ha! Oh. <laughs> uh and then the other one I really don't care about because I didn't care about the original show. I didn't know this was a thing, but uh they had resurrected Beverly Hills 90210. And they called it BH90210, which is just awful. It's not coming back for a second season. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. I saw that on my feeds. Someone else shared it, too. Shocker. What, you mean one of these old shows they resurrected didn't make it to season two? Just like they never do? Well, and Luke Perry's not around. So, like, yeah. Wait, was he in this before? Or is this show too new for that? He was going to be. He was going oh. to be in it, but then, you know, he, he unexpectedly died, but he was down for it. I really liked him. Oh, what did they do in Archie? I fell off of um, Archie. Is that what they call it? Riverdale. Riverdale. Because they can't call it just Archie. That's not hip. Okay. Um, I, yes, I was on a Riverdale kick for a while. I did fall off. I'm curious as to how they handled it, but I really liked him in Riverdale. It, it was good to see him. I liked him in, like... N- as he got, you know, he's, I liked older, older dad, Luke Perry. I thought he was pretty good. Right. Yeah, no, he's pretty good. Paul says to James Dean him, another person that was basically living off of the James Dean idea. You know, I mean, him and him and Franco, Dude, he was he, like the, he was the pre-Franco. You're right, though. He, he totally, thinking back to it, he was like the 90s James Dean, just not as James Deany. The TV right. James so, Dean. He did higher forehead is all <laughs> the nineties was still when like, cause I made that distinction about Renner and what's his name, uh, feeling like TV actors. And nowadays that doesn't really mean the same thing, but it used to be like, no TV was second tier. And, uh, he had a hard time breaking out. Like he was in Buffy and maybe some other things, but he had a hard time breaking out of TV. Per- Luke Perry. That is right. 
right. What was he? He was on a show called Jeremiah that I tried to watch for a while. I don't know that we ever finished it. I think I've had heard some of interesting, it. like post-apocalyptic future type of vibes to it. Um, you could you could oh. binge it, but um, yeah, we just didn't get as far into it. Or maybe we did. Maybe we finished it, and it was just totally unmemorable how it ended. I don't know. Am I seriously drinking a monster at nine thirty at night? Oh, that's a terrible idea. Oh man. <laughs> I was dragging though. I was dragging like the stream was coming up and I'm like, oh, and I'm like, oh, this isn't going to do. Right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Your talk about. Um, since, since we kind of, um, stopped there is your, uh, your audio changed on me. I'm curious how it sounds to the feed. Paul. Also, it, Paul, it's, Paul. sounds more like a Skype call to me all of a sudden than it did. Oh, weird. Uh, Paul also said that unrelated, the response time is much closer here than on CastBox. That's that's fascinating to me. But then again, Twitch is massive. They have way more of a budget to refine their whole back end than, than CastBox does. Sure. Um, okay, he says he agrees on the so your audio did ch- your audio did change at some point. I don't know weird. if mine changed as well. Huh. But it sounds different to me at a certain point. Um, I don't know if your mic settings changed. I touched nothing. Okay. I did. I, I know your your mixer has been giving you headaches. No, so I'm, I didn't know. I'm sidestepping it. I actually replaced it. So this is not going to be interesting to anybody listening later. But uh, yeah, so my mixer was putting out horrible static. And I, I did finally uh, replace it. I... I Switched out, switched it out for my my backup mixer, um, the one that's still totally decent, except it doesn't have an on-off switch. Uh, and I hooked it up, made sure to hook it up the right way because there's so many cords. I had to like it was basically one to one, so I didn't forget how the hookup goes. And then I plugged it into the external recorder and plugged my headphones in to see how it was working, and it's putting out static. And I'm like, what? Oh. And then I look at the external recorder. No, it was just a stupid little. I had it set for like microphones that needed uh, phantom power instead of just a, like a line oh. in. And then I switched uh-huh. it off, and it like my back to normal. I'm like, I'm an idiot. I'm an so idiot. The mix, so the mixer was fine. So or? the mixer's fine. So that's good. It's good. Uh, okay, yeah, that's good. But I went for like weeks thinking my mixer had crapped out because I forgot to check this one little switch on there but i didn't know having that switch on would put out like a horrible static through it i assumed it was just from the mixer (laughs) that was interesting to no one (laughs) not even me (laughs) uh that's it that's all i got for stories there's not no other good ones so hey jesse what's what's new man what's going on what's happening uh like pimpage wise or nah just whatever Oh, uh, well, I got a show this weekend. I, uh, I'm going to a Quidditch uh, Quidditch pitch. I don't know what you call it. Uh, Quidditch is the fictional sport in Harry Potter, for those people that don't know. Um, it's it's coming to Papillion. It's like a real thing. Like, people run around with, like, like a like a broom. <laughs> it's like the sports version of a broom. And they run around like they're playing rugby, sort of on brooms. It's It's crazy. Like, I don't know. Like they made a legitimate sport out of a fictional sport, sort of. I know they do this. I know they do this Quidditch thing, but 
If you can't fly, what's the point? That's what made it cool in Harry Potter. That blows right. my mind. How do you catch this? How do you catch the snitch? Like, there's no blood. I can't imagine that there's bludgers. Bludgers oh. were the were the magically enchanted, uh, like balls. What did they do? <laughs> for, for lack the, of a better word, what did they, they would they, try to <laughs> knock you off your broom? And they put like one of those balls that has like the motorized weight in there, so it's all like wacky. You just throw it out there, <laughs> try to catch it. It was that called? <laughs> exactly. So the little, like weeble, weeble balls. Just whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah, Eight, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he says so. Lacrosse meets rugby. I the video kind of looked like that. I. I didn't do a deep, deep dive because I kind of want to go into this with fresh eyes. Like I'm, I'm, I kind of knew that someone was doing this, but I guess I didn't realize. Like when, when I found out that we were doing this event, I was like, "Oh, cool! It's basically like uh, one of those Yule Ball events or whatever." Just not quite at Christmas. They're just beating the rush, and then I, I'm beating because there's a beater. Um, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I looked it up and it was like it's like a legit league or whatever uh-huh. and they have like different tiers to the event and it looks much more like it looks much more like going to a soccer tournament than going to a con and so I'm like I have no idea what to expect I'm I'm both excited and intrigued and also like a little concerned that this is not going to go well cuz it's like I don't know I guess I just don't know about this cross section of the Harry Potter fandom that is that is super duper sporty. <laughs> I like to read books while I'm running. <laughs> Paul's making bad jokes. Um, oh geez, they're fine jokes, but uh, catch this uh, it's like a prison game. Yeah, catch the snitch. Uh, okay, so. I was going to say, I make fun. I like, you know, whatever. I had a rant, but I know this is a thing people do. And I'm impressed that there were enough rules established in the books that people can actually turn it into a sport and play it. But again, like the first time I ever heard that people actually play Quidditch, I was like, but you can't fly. So I'm not right. interested because that's what made it cool. That's what made it dangerous. I was watching the video. And it was like, they're basically running with like a stick between their legs, though, too. No. Do they really do that? <laughs> like trying to simulate the broom, you no, know, like no, they have to no. hang on to this faux broom. But then there was like somebody else that didn't seem to have a broom. And I was like, well, how's that guy there? He's not flying. He that's, didn't bring his, his Nimbus, whatever, 4,000. He doesn't have it. That's like grabbing one of those horse sticks, one of those toy sticks with a horse head on it that people used to have. And yeah. like <laughs> sticking that between yeah. your legs and be like, I'm horse racing. This is how we horse race. It's like, that's not real. It's not real. You're playing. You're playing a child's game. Well, right. <laughs> well, and in the books, like the different kinds of of brooms, depending on what kind of broom you had, you could go faster. I think it was like so. Oh, if you these, get like this color that. broom, you like have to. You have to go ten percent slower. <laughs> <laughs> it's like LARPing, but for Harry Potter like a, jocks. A panel of like, uh, what would they be? Riffs on the side with speedometers. Obviously, fireball, Flag. fireball, fireball. <laughs> <laughs> lightning bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt. That's an old meme. Nimbus 4000, Nimbus 4000, Nimbus 4000. <laughs> now I get to move seven yards faster than you. So you have to back up three paces while I hit this 
quaffle. <laughs> In a way, I guess now that I think about it, it's kind of like the ultimate nerd's finger to sports. They're like, yeah, we're nerds, but we can still play sports, but we're not going to play any of your stupid <laughs> we sports. Not. We're playing no. Quidditch. Oh. We're playing Harry and Potter. And I'm only sports. doing this because if I don't, my heart might explode. <laughs> Actually, my heart would probably explode if I tried to play this sport. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not running much of anywhere, let alone with a fake broom between my legs. <laughs> that's that's pretty interesting. I'm very I'm very curious to, yeah. I bet it's cool. I bet it's a cool experience, though. You have to let I've us know. I'm going to be entertained as heck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not for the right reasons, but I'll be entertained. Wonder if I can change. <laughs> oh man, you, you be careful what you wish for, Paul. That we might have a little bit of Ram Man's Wild Worlds of Sports live streamed on Saturday. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not entertained? Oh, I will be. So that's like the main thing that's on the horizon for me this weekend is that. Yeah, that sounds cool, man. Um, yeah, man, I don't really have much. I don't really have much else to report that doesn't get into pimpage territory. Oh, except I do want to say Thanks. almost pimpage territory is I wish I'd have known you were going to be on Covert Nerd because uh, for Grolic's podcast, I released a best of live episode in which right. and I yeah. left in the part where I was talking about my at the time upcoming covert nerd appearance because I also will be on covert nerd here before long because I just recorded an episode yeah, with him. I caught that. I caught that. And yeah. then that week I see a post is like Jesse joins us from Grolic's podcast. I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I knew that it was coming up, but I didn't know when it was going to yeah, go live. That's true. So, and then I kind of forgot about it, you know? Like I mean, I knew it was coming out, but it's you well, record the thing you go on with your life. <laughs> you don't. Re- we haven't had a, like a live uh, Grolix in a while, so I didn't think. Oh yeah, I need to promote this thing. And then it was up, and I was like, Oh, promote this thing. <laughs> well, I mean, Lee obviously has. I mean, <laughs> I was surprised because yeah, I had recorded like a day or two prior, and then seen that like an episode with you went up. So he obviously has a backlog of stuff, which is a smart thing to do. It's a smart thing to do as a podcaster. Yeah. Nope, very few of us do it, but we all should do it. Um, Especially if you're going to pay somebody who has to edit it the night before. <laughs> I don't know what that's like. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like if, if you're paying somebody to edit it, you feel less inclined to do it right away. Because you don't have to edit it, I <laughs> yeah. guess. Anyway. No, Lee obviously has a backlog of stuff. So, yeah, I never know when, like, uh, like the Super Nintendo episode and the one coming up. I didn't know when it was coming out. But, yeah. Um, well, these episodes are always great. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, he, I like how he bounces around to topics, too. And they're always like a, kind of an interesting slant on something. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, I wasn't expecting you to talk about that. You know, like the rest, like I went on to talk about wrestling. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, I wouldn't have expected that for the next, uh, the next covert nerd. But that's what's kind of cool about his show is that it can be kind of open-ended. And he can just be like, okay, today we're going to talk about this. Today we're going to talk about video games. Today we're going to talk about... Some other thing. Now we're going to talk about Middle Earth, and then we'll circle back to some of this stuff. I will have the link for Jesse's episode. In fact, 
I think we can actually do links in the chat on this platform. I could be wrong. Yeah, that looks like it linked up. Oh, oh it even yeah, pulls in the description and stuff. Cool. New rules. Pimpage all day, every day now. Yeah. Pro Wrestling Memories, episode of a covert nerd podcast. Cool. Awesome. Um, and I did start listening to it. Wrestling in Middle Earth. My money's on the dwarves all day, every day. Unless there's a dragon. In which case, it's always bet on the dragon. It's a smart bet. Speaking of dragons... I've gotten on a huge Skyrim kick again. It happens once every oh, six yeah? months or so where I'm just like, <laughs> what do I have scheduled for the next three days? Doesn't matter. Skyrim! Here I come! Uh, I feel like Skyrim is the Netflix office binge of the video game right, world. Right. Because everybody eventually comes back to it. It's like, I've got six games I haven't even installed. What should I play? I know a lot of people... Yeah, let's start Skyrim again. I know a lot of people would disagree. And, and, and in fact, there's actually a lot of games that I've played that I like more than Skyrim. But Skyrim's one of the greatest games of all times because it came out like 10 years... So like over 10 years old. And I feel... Bethesda, man, Fallout 76 does not make me hopeful for whatever they're doing with the next Skyrim. But I feel like... The, I don't know if they're going to be able to replicate it because it feels like they're going to try to monetize anything they can, because that's what games do now. They monetize mm -hmm. everything. But right. if, if Bethesda was smart, here's what they would do with the next Skyrim, is they would do everything they could to make it easy to mod that thing, because the mod community has kept that alive. Because I'll go, I'll get on my Skyrim kick, and dude, like, you just go find a bunch of mods that... It's like, this game is brand new again, because of this feature, or entire... People have put together DLC size, like 20 hour long entire new adventures and settings. And it's just, you know, people that do it in their off time. It's insane. But having that huh. kind of free developers, uh, that kind of free, like, uh, user content support, like, dude, there's no way Skyrim would still be relevant if it weren't for that whole situation. Right. Plus, I, I'm added a couple of mods to my jump so now I can jump on top of houses and do some uh, rooftop jumping stuff. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. I was thinking about it. I was like, there's limitations to the system, but I was like, what makes Skyrim so awesome? It's like, well, because it's always the Skyrim theme, but it can basically be any game you want it to be. Somebody just has to have like programmed it for oh. you already, or you could figure it out yourself, but... <laughs> You could tell when Randy's in a Skyrim kick because then he'll ramble on about Skyrim mods. No, again, nobody cares, but that's okay. <laughs> Melanie likes Skyrim and she don't care when I do it either. She's like, okay, whatever. I'll be like, did you play that mod? I installed a bunch of mods for you on your game. Did you play it? I forgot you even did that. I don't think I've ever played any of it. Uh -huh. <laughs> it took like hours to set up, but that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Paul said, I lost a week when Skyrim came out. I, dude, I didn't even play Skyrim for like, I mean, honestly, till like four years ago. So it had been out for seven, eight years before I ever even played it once. You can Halo jump in Skyrim and Paul cares. Well, thanks, Paul. I didn't play Skyrim or Halo, so I don't get any of those references. Mostly because I know how time-consuming both games are. In Fallout 76, what a disappointment that turned out to be. 
I really, because that was the one thing, like Fallout, Melanie would play Fallout because it's close enough. Actually, I think she played Fallout before Skyrim, but it was such a mess when it came out. And now like they've been struggling and they're just, they're, they're monetizing everything they can. Like they made it to where if you want a private server, if you want to play with just your friends, it's a monthly subscription now. Keep in mind, this was a $60 oh, game dumb. when it came out. Yeah. So I think the whole thing is like basically they, they really botched the launch. A lot of people lost interest right away because it was a mess and it was over overly monetized. And now it's pretty much if people are still around, they're like, well, that's those are the people that are going to stick around. So let's let's gouge them because they're probably not going to leave. <laughs> so, yeah. Makes me wonder about like Borderlands because Borderlands you could play with your friends no problem that kind of thing. I mean, I feel like that's how it should work. But I don't know anything about Borderlands three. I was I was totally into the Borderlands series, um, but then I found out that they had all these issues with um, some of the voice talent where they just weren't going to. Oh yeah, okay. Paid the guy who it was that whole thing with Claptrap where they they never paid that guy and then. they then rather than actually do right by him, then they just cut him from the series basically. And, uh, so I don't know, like that kind of killed any desire in me to go ahead and get the third game. Well, which would technically be the fourth game, I guess. Yeah. I mean, and you know, not talking about the developers because the developers, a lot of times are people get screwed in the whole deal with all these games anyway but when the yeah because why would you want to support a company that's obviously like well you're just doing shady things i don't want to give you my money right i don't want to reward you for the shadiness even if it's a potentially cool product and that's i don't man i i do follow a lot of gaming news stuff um the microtransactions and the surprise mechanics or uh, aka loot boxes and outright gambling and all that, like, it's really gotten out of hand. And I'm very curious to see. I don't know. It's gotten out of hand, but at the same time, like, people are still giving, they're still paying, forking money over. And it's become a thing where a lot of game publishers don't ever want to go back because it's like, like EA oh, yeah. boxes and uh, the microtransactions. And basically, it's the setting up the gaming as a service type thing to where it's basically just becomes another monthly bill. You pay like everything else. Um, you buy a season pass. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Season pass. Like, I think it's EA. Dude, that's like 20 something percent of their revenue now. Like, it's huge. It's just this thing that like a few years ago didn't really even exist. Um, right. They, they can't go back. They're, like, they can't. What's mainly for those big companies too, like because you go into indie games and then you have like the opposite problem where it's like they can't afford to make the whole game. So instead of making the whole game, what they do is they just make episode one. So you buy episode one so that they have money so they can make episode two. It's interesting because it's almost like the same type of model, but for different reason. They're like, we can only give you this much because then we run out of money. Um, Whereas the other ones are like, we want you to give us more money, so we're only going to give you this much. Right. Um, Which is why, like, Bendy and the Ink Machine, it's like you can see how the game developed over time because that first that first episode is pretty light. It's pretty lean. And e- that's even 
that's even after they've remastered it a couple times, you know, like that first chapter of Bendy and the Ink Machine had changed at least three or four times. And, you know, Bendy and the Ink Machine, that one's interesting because that was definitely like, I mean, I don't know what they ended up doing for, for money, but that was became very, I would assume became very successful because it was very popular um, for a time. So that's, that's, that's the like the positive side of that story, and then the other side is like where right. you get either a game that's just permanently in alpha uh, beta stage, or you get chapter one and then or episode one, and then that's all that ever happens. Yeah, and then it just yeah. crumbles. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Kids are forking. Kids, kids are forking out. Are forking money over. Well. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on, and it hasn't. There's been a little bit of talk in the U.S. about it, but it really hasn't, like, been a big deal yet. But in the in the in Europe and other countries, um, the politicians are getting real involved in looking at ga- basically gambling in these games, uh, and the effects. You know, trying to gauge whether loot boxes and stuff like that are gambling and in some cases like in the games it's just like literal slot machine so it's like yeah it kind of is gambling and so right the game lobbyists which it's crazy but yeah these companies are huge enough now they have lobbyists are coming up with ridiculous like they're not it's not gambling it's surprise mechanics and then the other argument is it's not gambling because gambling is where you give over money in exchange for something, the potential to win something else of monetary value. And they're like, what you get in these games isn't of monetary value. I I think if somebody's giving over money in exchange for the possibility to have this thing, that's the monetary value. It has monetary value. Um, But it's, it's, it's kind of becoming a big, like almost political debate. It hasn't really hit the, I've heard a little rumblings in the U S but it hasn't hit here super hard yet. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a big thing in gaming, in the gaming news. Right one of the now. one of the kids uh, was telling me about how the Fortnite skins, and and it's like, oh yeah. So I mean, like, there's that scarcity model. I mean, it, it it's practically an economic model the way that they roll out some of these in-game rewards. Like, you can only get this skin if you complete challenges that happened in this particular season of Fortnite, and if you unlock that then that's an indication of your status within the game because you've been playing since season two and this skin has only uh, been was, is only available if you played in season two or whatever that was one thing like they were talking about paul said could you picture a skyrim lobbyist in washington in full dragon armor that make that it would so. at least make it more that's interesting. what i want no they they always look like every other lobbyist just as slimy. Yeah. <laughs> just as, yeah, they can't wear armor because they would just stick to it <laughs> with, their, with their slime. Because armor doesn't stay on a snake. It would rust their armor. Dressed up as Mario. <laughs> You'd have to. Nintendo's man. Nintendo's <laughs> getting into it too, and I don't. I don't think it's doing them a lot of doing them a whole lot of favors. People are not thrilled about this new Mario Kart, newer Mario Kart uh, mobile game. There's a Mario Kart on mobile phone now, and uh, oh wow! They put a bunch all microtransactions. They put a bunch sure. of stuff behind pay- paywalls, like uh, 
you know, the faster carts and stuff, uh, the faster circuits and just uh, different yeah. random stuff. Yeah. People aren't thrilled about it. Kind of flies in the face of, of what Mario Kart always was. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I, y- y- Nintendo's a company like any other, so it's not surprising that they are going to try that route anyway because it makes all the companies that do it massive money. But uh, they're kind of beholden to their shareholders to do it. But, sure. like, they experimented with, um, the, was it Mario Run or whatever? The first mobile, which was a big yeah. deal because it's like Nintendo making a game for a not Nintendo platform. Um, and they right. experimented. They didn't go the microtransaction route. They're just like, I think you could kind of play a dem- limited version or maybe I'm wrong, but it's basically $10. You just buy the game, like standard game. $10, you pay for it once and you've got right. the game. Um but apparently that wasn't that wasn't good enough, and they started to nope microtransactions. And they had even said like they're like we're not going to do that. We're not going to that's that's dirty practices. We're not going to go microtransaction route. And then they immediately went microtransaction route. Yeah. Uh, Paul says his wife plays Mario Kart. I'm guessing. I feel like we're going somewhere with that, but you know what? It's getting late, and you probably got stuff to do, Jesse. <laughs> you know. Oh, I am going to have to start winding down soonish. You know, at any time during these streams, you could be like, all right, well, I got to I gotta wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, I, I got to get out of here. I don't care about your... We got plenty of, of pimpage. Hey, tell us, to get tell us about your pimpage. Well, I mean, I already kind of talked about the, uh, the um, Covert Nerd episode which you already linked to in the chat uh but if not you know go check out covert nerd you guys should subscribe to that anyways because we we're on there every once in a while we know a lot of great people that are on there um and lee's great on his own so go check out the covert nerd podcast um also we've been we've been kind of all over the place uh today today as we're talking um jasper uh an episode just dropped of this 60s reboot podcast and Jasper he's he's out there he's out there doing guest spots man right? talking about the Beverly Hillbillies on the 60s reboot podcast it's that's crazy I, I'm I'm interested to hear what Jasper has to say about Clampett you should you sh- <laughs> yeah no you should listen to it I uh since I kind of Produce it, as, as, associate. Produce, I don't know what it, my role is, but I. Oh, yeah, well, it's an exclu- It's a EMC podcast network exclusive. Yeah, so right? I get to hear it before it goes out. Um, all the '60s reboot episodes, and uh, yeah, it was it was fun. It was interesting, and it is interesting. Be- okay, because Jasper, uh, for the most part, Grog Cinematic Universe, he co-hosts with me. Um, that's that's the main show he does. I don't think I've never heard him on like any other show other than like Grolic's podcast or something. So it was interesting to hear Jasper sure. on another show on his own doing his own thing. Uh, it was pretty. It's a pretty good episode, and they're talking about Beverly Hillbillies. So you know, it's a good that, time. That has win written all over. And it. Jasper, oh, so if future listener or viewer, if you don't know, Beverly Hillbillies is like. Uh, not Beverly, 60s reboot podcast, Matt D, uh, they pick a 60s TV show and then recast it with modern television actors and basically do a pitch of like, how can we bring this into current TV, the current TV landscape? And Jasper's recasting was pretty good, I gotta say. 
there's a link in the chat for that episode. Uh, we've we've been talking about um, we've been talking to Moose via the chat, and so I'd be remiss if we didn't uh, mention that Moose's Monster Mash, which is also an EMC uh, podcast uh, member, uh, you should check out you should check his out. And he just recently did a interview with the was it Count Crowley with with the writer and artist the writer. And the artist, like two different people, he did an interview with them, um, and also did an uh, episode with Billy Peck on Halloween, which I think you mentioned in an earlier episode, like an earlier live stream. But yeah, go check that out. He's 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 making things happen. It's another one over he's, there at the the Monster Mash. Sister's doing it for her. It's a graveyard smash. <laughs> yeah, Moose's Monster Mash. You can also listen to that on electronicmediacollective.com. Um. Yeah. Um. Keep it in line there. Uh. You most recently did a GCU. Um. Well, I was on the most recent. You GCU, were on the most I? recent GCU. This is all very incestuous. Now, can you dig it? Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Uh. We need more listens on that episode because it deserves more listens. I feel like the Halloween. It was a fun episode. I think doing the Warriors is smart because it's not necessarily it's not fully a Halloween episode. So listen, Halloween's over, but go listen to it anyway. Yeah, Jesse joined me and Jasper to talk about the Warriors and Murder Party. And uh, it was a good time. It's a good time. Uh, should I? Uh, the only people I think that are going to see these links in the chat are Paul, and he knows. But uh, you can also find that at electronicmediacollective.com. He may have even listened to these episodes already. But so. you can also go to... Uh, <laughs> it came out to play. You can also go to GrawlixPodcast.com, G-R-A-W-L-I-X Podcast.com, and check out the Grawlix Cinematic Universe. And coming up this following week, uh, Matt from 60s Reboot Podcast will be on Grawlix Cinematic Universe, and Jasper won't be. So I, I had to make fun of uh, Matt. I was like, do you stole Jasper? How do you have an episode with Jasper and he's not on this episode? This is his show. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, so next episode we're going to be talking about Jason X and Leprechaun 4 in space. The old switcheroo, that's oh right. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was interesting. I had way more to say that about Leprechaun 4 than I should have. It's going to take quite a bit of editing on that one. <laughs> Did Jasper at least watch these movies, or did he just like use it as I, I an opportunity bet he didn't, to dude. not? Of course, we tra- we start to really hit the uh, the lower end of the horror spectrum, and that's when Jasper's like, "I I need to take a break." Uh huh. Like, you just out, don't want to watch these movies. Out. You you need to like um, ready a quiz for him for the next episode, and just be like, "So you uh, you were absent." Any but, episode he misses, I'll be like, quiz. I expect you to watch these movies, and we will quiz you. There will be a pop quiz when you get back. <laughs> we will quiz you, because we're doing this because you said you said horror. <laughs> you picked horror. There will, be, there will be questions. There will be a test. <laughs> yep, and we're not grading on a bell curve. And they are nope. not multiple choice every, every or true false. Point. You're not that lucky. These are long-form nope. essay. Nope. <laughs> Yeah, we want an essay <laughs> with with uh, dates, cite your, dates, cite and your references, dates and places, dates and places. Yeah, yeah. APA format. <laughs> it's a format, right? APA. I don't know. 
<laughs> you would know better than I would. Um, I Paul wants to know about Doctor Sleep because it's coming out this weekend. Doctor Sleep, it's coming out this weekend. I'm not sure that we were done with our pimpage. <laughs> I don't know that we were done with our pimpage. We weren't. But, uh, we were pretty close. <laughs> I'll refrain. I'm like, like, I, I, I thought we got him. Paul, Paul stop did. it. You're not on this episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how, how dare you keep us on track? That's not stop fair. It. <laughs> You're not on the Melanie's not here either. We can do what we want. <laughs> we are. We, we are off track. <laughs> the future is yours if you can count. And you dig it. Um, no, you're right. I mean, that's I, Doctor Sleep. That's the big, in my opinion, that's the big movie coming out this weekend. That's the one that I'm interested about. I haven't. I know. I know there are reviews of it out there already. I don't really know how it's shaping up. Um, Stephen King likes it better than Kubrick. So Stephen King didn't like Kubrick's version. <laughs> I, I I have know. no. I put no stock in what Stephen King thinks of the movies that are made from his books because he likes the crappiest ones. His taste he does, sucks. He does. I think he was. I think he was okay with the Dark Tower, and it was like that was an awful movie. You were just lying to people. He directed Maximum Overdrive. That's the one movie he directed. <laughs> I put no stock in his opinion. <laughs> Plus, like. Ooh. I get it though. I mean, I this is starting a conversation almost, but uh, I get it because Kubrick's version greatly deviated from the book. It, the Shining book was like oh, sure. an inspiration for the movie, but it's not. This it's a very inaccurate adaptation. So from that perspective, like I get it. That said, like I've seen the version, the TV movie version with a or miniseries with yeah. Stephen Weber that Stephen King... Bob Lowe or whatever. Yeah, whoever. And that's the what Stephen King's like, this is the more accurate. This is the good one. This is the one I approve of. And it's like, that's a bad movie, though. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> the more accurate version... <laughs> right. What works in a book doesn't always work on screen, Stephen. Yeah. Him and his miniseries, too, man. <sighs> I mean, what, you know... The problem is, it's just like in the '90s. It was a big thing, though. The Stephen King TV miniseries, but like the '90s TV miniseries, anything never really turned out that well. They just didn't have the budget to do a lot of the things, and they it's lower budget TV productions. It's just it didn't really work out that well most of the time. So right. it's not really a reflection of the story or even Stephen King's writing abilities. But I can judge him on his directing abilities. <laughs> <laughs> he he still blames cocaine for that. Anyway, Doctor Sleep's coming out. I like the director of that quite a bit. Um, I haven't heard rave things, but I haven't heard horrible things, so I don't know where people are sitting at it so far. But it officially opens tomorrow, the eighth. Um, and I'm very curious about it. So the trailer looks on point. So yeah, I know. I was yeah, it kind of won me over. But then again, like it's. It's a little bit of the the you know it played to the Kubrick Shining version fanboy in me so yeah but yeah like the director you know he's got to be a fanboy of it too so oh uh, yeah otherwise he wouldn't have gone exactly, there exactly exactly um 
Paul says, I haven't read crap. I'm going in blank, blank slate. Well, yeah, I, I'll, I'll look at reviews. I'll look at headlines. I can't really help but look at headlines, but I'll look at headlines. That'll kind of give me an idea of like where the general reviews are falling, but I'm not going to read the reviews. I rarely ever read a review of a movie that I'm actually excited for just because I don't want, I want to know as That's little as possible. Yeah. That's why I haven't even seen the new Tarantino movie is just like so many reviews review bombed, you know? So, and I do, I do want to watch it, but I guess at this point I'm waiting because I kind of missed the You boat. didn't listen to our GCU episode, did you? Of that? Of the... Um, I think I skipped the big thing. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. Yeah. Do you still not know really anything about it? Uh, well, you, no, no, I shouldn't say that. I do know. I do know that it, it has like an inglorious oh, bastard type. Oh, that of sucks. That thing. sucks a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, that was my main thing. It's like I don't care if you don't listen to this episode. If you haven't seen it, don't spoil it for yourself. Oh yeah. But no, I mean like it wasn't. I I don't think I got that from you guys. I think that was just out yeah, there. Yeah, no, it was. I'm surprised the internet kept it on lockdown for at least a couple days. But I, I couldn't imagine it was going to stick around too long. No, because everybody, yeah, like, yeah, people, it's like people hadn't seen Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> They're like, yeah, no, Tarantino does what he wants. <coughs> I'm Tarantino. I do what I want. I can't do a Tarantino voice. <coughs> do what I want. <laughs> yeah, oh, only he I can. can't even do a Randy voice right now. He's got a really weird nasally thing. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap this. I, I um, yeah, I don't have anything else to really promote. So, as usual, you can find more Grolix Podcast stuff at GrolixPodcast.com and uh, check us out on Twitter at Grolix Podcast. Also, our sister brother daughter show that, that we do, Grolix Cinematic <laughs> Universe, which I also co I also co host. Um, we talk about movies. You can find that on Twitter at GCU Podcast. Same website, though. And uh, electronicmediacollective.com. I'm also a podcast producer. Go to podedit.com if you need help with your podcast. Jesse, you, you have another podcast you do. Uh, turning Cartwheels Podcast. That's cartwheelpodcast.com. Cartwheel? Cartwheelspodcast.com. You can find it. <laughs> you, can, you can go to, you know where you can go? You can go to Electronic. Media Collective yes. Podcast Network and find it on there, and that then you wouldn't even have to guess. You just don't even that you don't even you, like me. You don't have to know what your own website. You don't have is. to know anything. You just go. No, no, and 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 you should listen to that show. I can't remember why, because it's a show that I do, and I talk about uh, well, mental health and and that kind of thing. Sort of, you know, like uh, just I just got to talk about my life and. Uh, how I'm good at it. <laughs> How you're good at it. See, on Grog's podcast, we we get life. worked up about <laughs> movie news and stuff that doesn't really matter. At least on Jesse's podcast, he'll tell you, you'll learn something about Jesse and about yourself. <laughs> right, right. And sometimes it's dumb stuff like how I became a Power Ranger fan and why I have purple glasses and that kind of stuff. And other times it's about how... Uh, like journaling and meditation has helped me. Yeah, I mean, so, it, you get a, little, a little bit of everything. It's weird. It'd be, it's more in the like kind of uplifting spiritual spiritual spirituality kind of vibe than anything that we do on Grolix. So, 
Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's weird to pitch it to the Grolix audience, but it, you know, you might find some nuggets in there. It is, but I, yeah, no, and I, I like it's good though because maybe Grolix audience is like they're like tired of all this negativity. I want I want some positivity or at least some <laughs> something real. Go check out Jesse's podcast. <laughs> after you after you listen to the Grogs podcast and you need to come back down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have to process process the rage that you have at CGI James Dean. Yep. <laughs> like you've got to focus that somewhere. Journal about it. Just tell tell the book. Tell the book all of the problems that you have with James Dean. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. This is going on for a while. So thanks again, everybody. Uh, we'll be, I don't know, I'm assuming next week. The, we're, listen, this is all, we're playing it by ear. The live shows are all by ear. It's an experiment. You are here for it. <laughs> uh, and thanks, Paul, for listening and chatting us up this whole episode. Yeah, See, Paul, you. if you were on this episode, I bet you would have had far less to actually say. Because that's how typing works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I was going to say we're waving too, but we're on video, so you can see that we're not waving. I will actually wave. I'm so not used to the video thing. I, we could do visual things and have it matter. This is all I think to do then. So we don't. Nope. So we don't. Like, I just randomly shoot a Zoolander at the camera and then go back to hiding behind my I still microphone. have Halloween masks out. You know what? I think they're, they're going to, that's just there now. It's not going away. It's always Halloween. I've still got a Costner. Or that's, that's the cost far. far. Get it right. All right. Bye, everybody. Right. Uh, if you're watching this in the future, thanks for checking us out. We'll be back again, usually Thursdays. We'll see. The future's fine, folks. The future's yeah. fine. Episode 100. It'll, it'll happen. Maybe. If we let the it. The future's not very far away. <laughs> Did you... Have you listened to the... You probably haven't checked out the latest, uh, the best of Lunchbox Live I put up this uh, this week, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I listened There's to a that. Little, yeah. it, it's so stupid, it doesn't make any sense, but the, the little, the, the future, from the future, the future's not very, that cracked me up. Then I made that little, like, music. That's a, like a weird, like, kind of sad version of the Grolix theme that I did just for that little segment. Uh, whatever. Right for the for the promo or whatever. You got time to record and edit a new episode, but I got time to make a whole new version of the theme for a five second clip in the intro. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, you know, you know that that it'll pop up again somewhere. All right, thanks everybody. Have a good time and life. We need to sign off (laughs) and life. Yeah, we don't have a sign off. We'll just salute. We salute you because it's it's video. happening right now 
We're in the we're in the tr- Twitchatron. 